now tuned in into Embracing My Markings with your girl, Maribel Kings, bringing you real conversations about generational curses, Latino culture, society, and taboo topics while promoting self-love. Always stay connected through www.embracingmymarkings.com. Welcome back, Bella. Today, we have wellness coach Jenna Gonzalez. She is the founder and creator of Not Your Average Wellness. I am so excited. I've been waiting all season to have this discussion with her. I'm very, Um, very excited, too. Yes, and just a little bit of a background. Um, She is a Chicana born and raised in East San Jose. It is an honor to have you on our show, Jenna. And before we start, I want to encourage our listeners to visit her website. Link will be in the description description box of this episode and let's all welcome Jenna Gonzalez. <laughs> Thank you ladies for having me. It is an honor to be able to be here with you guys. You guys would even consider me to be a part of what you guys are building. It is I'm so excited. Girl, We're it so is our honor. Yes. Um so I found you on TikTok girl. And I stalked you. I, that'll be the. I don't think I'm ever gonna get you to. I found you on TikTok. Like, <laughs> no. Um, oh my god. I don't even it, know. Because that's how you're getting popular, Missy. <laughs> <laughs> you are a force to be reckoned with, Miss Gonzalez. Um, I was, you know, checking out your website, which I encourage everyone to go and see for themselves. Um, Because you are a wellness coach, so you provide a lot of things for us, you know, like coaching, Zoom meetings, meetups. I just saw you had your first meetup, which I was so jealous about that I wasn't there. (laughs) Um, I had to do some San Diego events. Yes. Yes. Come on down this week, girl. (laughs) Yes, we need it. (laughs) Um, And then recently I've seen you, you know, promoting holistic homegirls, which I love. I love the concept, but, you know, we want to learn a little bit more about yourself um, and we want to let our listeners know who you are and what you come from, because I think it's so powerful, your story, and a lot of us can identify with it. Yeah, I've so I've been doing this work as a certified wellness coach for four years now, um, and like and like we said, like because of a TikTok, um, it's gotten a little bit more traction, which is unbelievable for me, um, but backstory is, you know, I was born and raised in East San Jose. I'm, I'm, I always refer back to that Selena scene where the dad talks about being Mexican-American. That is yes, that. Like, I feel yes. I never felt, I, yeah, I never felt good enough on either side, right? Mm-hmm. I was never Mexican enough because I'm a fair-skinned, right. white-passing Latina, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm and not fully, Spanish. I do, I'm full Spanglish, right? right? Full Spanglish, here. <laughs> you know? Um, and I never, so when I'm around Caucasian, I feel too Latina, right? Too loud, <laughs> Yes. And then when I'm with Mexicans, I, I feel like I'm not good enough. Like, yeah, I don't even get considered. And, <laughs> yeah. And so it's such a strange thing. So I always, my whole upbringing, I've always felt out of place. Mm-hmm. I didn't belong or weird or different, whether that was with age or with my family or, you know, in my culture. And so I kind of always carried that with me. And I've been, you know, I lived kind of the typical Latina upbringing, right? I went to little white school, right? Where mm-hmm. our dads teach us how to be dutiful wives. And, you know, I was taught and raised to believe that my whole mission in life was to be a mother and a wife and those are beautiful things I never take away from that they are beautiful mm-hmm. but I never knew that there was more yes. right there is there is this kind of 
limit of what we can be. Yeah, and there's this whole world outside of it. And so I grew up with all all the things, right? Like my my childhood home was that the dealer's house, right? Like we had a little drive through basically, like they'd tap on the window and my uncle would do his thing and oh, that was what goodness. I grew up with. When she said that I'm yeah, like, Did she my, really just say that? <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, and my, my grandpa and mom was an addict and you know, we just we had I had all the things, right? And then because I was taught to be a wife and my parents were divorced and all I ever wanted was stability and to have my own family mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I got married really young. I got married really young to someone I went to high school with and, you know, that didn't work out. And he ended up being military. I was a military wife. Like, you name it, I've been through all wow. of it. And so um, all of this really started because I had always had depression. I've always felt mm-hmm. this kind of like something was wrong, something wasn't something right. Was and um, when I got... Something was missing, and the way I explain it a lot is, um, I even as a child in my childhood home, I always had this this sense of I want to go home. Yeah. I want I, I want to be out, like, and I would be at home, right? There was just it was this this that something was missing, something wasn't right, but and so it didn't feel um, a lot like of home that to happened. you. It just didn't feel like home. Mm-hmm. I even though this was the only example of a family and a life that I knew, I knew something wasn't right. Like that we were missing the mark somehow or that we were like, we were unhealed. The fact is that we had generational trauma and stuff that associated with our culture that just Mm -hmm. doesn't fit, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But nobody, there was no name for it, you know? And all of us just kept giving what we had known. And um, so my mom was an addict and thank God she got clean. My mom got clean about when I was like 13 or so. But she was in the house of jail and everything. Yeah, she got clean. And my mother was the fir- my first example of the human ability to change. Wow. Because I saw my mother at her worst. I saw my mom as an addict, mm-hmm. right? Wow. And operating as addicts too. And she wasn't present for me as a child. And here, and then she became my best friend. My mom became my best friend. She was like super mom. Like I had never in my life, I kind of wrote off my mom. I just felt like I'm never going to have a normal mom. Like yeah. this is what it is. Fine. <laughs> and then here I got a mom that other people could only dream of. Right. My wow. mom became the best, my best friend. Um, and then I had maybe 15 years of her clean and sober and then she passed. Oh, you that's know? difficult. And, um, yeah. So that was really challenging for me. And but you know what? in the midst of that, I feel like she had that mission, you know, she had the, to show you to be that example, you know, of a woman for you, even though it was sad in the beginning, but it ended up being amazing at the end. And look at I needed what it, it to be that way. Exactly. Yeah. Everything always happens yeah, for I a reason. I needed it to be that way because mm-hmm. I had to see her at her worst to appreciate her at her best and to yeah, know exactly. that I could change. And because my mother, and this is, and this is kind of, the thought process behind everything that I do is that my mom decided that she was going to change. No, yeah. She decided that she was going to start to make steps to improve her life, which allowed me to be where I'm at today. Wow. Which allowed me to say, there is a, there's more out there, right? I don't have to accept my position in life. I can change it. Mm-hmm. My mom told me that growing up, because my, my grandmother was the provider, right? She, we never went without you know, there was always a roof over her head. We were fed, but she wasn't a huggy, kissy, lovey mm-hmm. mom. You know, my grandma was kind of a tough cookie. Mm-hmm. And so my mom grew up without a support, emotionally available mother. And so when my mom, I remember my mom telling me, she's like, 
Jen, when you were little, I had to tell myself, you have to hug her. You wow. have to hold her. You, she's like, I would tell myself, she was like, I would tell you I loved you and it would feel gross coming out of my mouth. You know, and she's like, but I knew that that's what moms are supposed to do. And I knew that you deserved what I didn't have. And because, and I never felt it. I never felt like my mom didn't want to hug me, you know, but my mom made herself uncomfortable to grow so that I could, so that I could have the opportunity to be uncomfortable. Oh my God, Jenna, you are, (laughs) wow. This is just amazing. Now, do you have siblings? I do. So I am the oldest daughter of, (laughs) of three boys. Oh, so that's so a whole now, other now, story. That's a whole other story. Oh. Right? You know, yeah, I, right now my my mother had passed and then my grandmother passed a year or two after my mom. So my, my women are gone. It's oh. just me, my grandpa, and my three brothers. And y'all know Latino men. Yes, right? like, girl. You know? I grew and up so with four boys. Why, <laughs> so I yeah, get it. They're different. And then your response, your your cultural responsibility to the men in your life is huge. Yes, cater to them. Right, and so cater to them. And then, you know, I took on... No matter if they're older than you. I started throwing the... Yeah, I started throwing the birthdays, planning the holidays, right? That became my job. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And right now, I'm just learning how to set boundaries. Yeah. Like, right, just right now, I'm learning how to say no to my family which is so hard oh, but saying no to my family and saying yes to myself you need to, you need to give me tips on that because <laughs> I'm, I'm something a, I'm working on yes. myself too and it's really hard yeah. I can relate with Jenna it like is. a lot of the way that she grew up with her grandma and her mom because I had that in one person which is my mom but at the same time like I can understand her because because I feel like that makes us to be pleasers we like yes. to please people mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we feel like in order for us to please them, we'll receive that love that we didn't get. Exactly. Yes. You have to earn it. Exactly. You have yeah. to earn it. Exactly. Right? And, and I've kind of had like an awakening um, recently where I feel like that's not who I am. If that doesn't make me happy, mm-hmm. why am I saying yes? Mm-hmm. You have yeah. to learn to say no. Because of your, yes. because of your cultural upbringing. Yes. Right? It's, it's been instilled in us. And so a lot of the things that I tell the women that I'm coaching or even the community, the virtual community that, that I'm building, is that we need to understand the importance of knowing who we are outside of everything else. Yes. Who are we outside of our faith? Who are, who are we outside of what our family think we should be? What our bosses, employers, our partners think? Who are we? Because... At the end, of the, a mother, a partner, an employee—those are all roles. Yes. They're not who you are. But Do you, you know, know what? who you are outside of those roles. And no, <laughs> no. <Yeah>. And you, <laughs> but you know what? I, I, okay. I gotta be honest, and I, and I think a lot of people would agree with me. It is very scary. It's very scary mm-hmm. for me to to even think of just me. Like I feel like I'm gonna be selfish if I do. Uh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna work on that right now. So <laughs> I, I feel we, the same way. Know, too. I, got, I got something for you. Yeah. I got something for you. So um, we just I just had a virtual group with the holistic homegirls before this call. Yes, homegirls. I love, I love it. that. A I love lot it. of it was that that I feel I feel guilt. Yeah, I feel selfish when I choose to take time for myself, or if I even need time for myself. Mm-hmm. And what I how I counter how I counter that is. We pride ourselves, most of us pride ourselves as empathetic people, as Latinas from our culture, 
to serve, right? Like we want to serve and we want to be there for our families. It's our job. If, if we are known to be the responsible one in our family. So if I take time for myself, I'm being irresponsible. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Yes. The mm-hmm. truth is it is irresponsible for you not to take time for yourself. Because oh. if you don't take time for yourself, what you're doing is running on an empty tank, which means you're snapping at your children. Mm-hmm. You're being short with your partner. Mm-hmm. You're you're not giving your best to the people in your life because you keep saying yes. And in yeah. order to love the people in your life you have to say no right you have to right and then you don't and then you don't end up doing things for yourself so that's why you're so in, such in a bad mood mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. because, because you're angry and right. you're resentful right like for example i tried to go visit my mom once a week um she lives really close to me but because of the past relationship that we used to have is still like a working progress right so mm-hmm. i go vi- i try to make it a thing to go visit her once a week at least and I, every time I go I take her flowers but then when mm-hmm. I say hey mom I'm gonna go see you tomorrow and then I change my mind I say you know what mom instead of tomorrow I, you know like the day comes and, and I call her and I let her know you know what I'm not gonna go see you today I'm just gonna go tomorrow I feel guilty about that which you know at the same time it's kind of like I know she wants to see me, but I'm not okay mm-hmm. today. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that also comes from what we said earlier about feeling like you have to serve in order to be worthy of love. Mm-hmm. Right? We yes. feel like I have to show up for, if I don't show up for my mom, then I'm less lovable. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I'm not. You're, She's going to be mad at me or worth, upset. Yeah. Your worth of being loved is not based off of your level of service. It's based off of you just being lovable. Mm-hmm. Oh, you deserve love regardless powerful. of how much work you do. Right. That is so powerful. But we connect it. We connect it with what we can do. You, you're not lovable because of your service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you stop doing all of the extra things, you still deserve to be loved. It is your human right. Yes. And you know what confirmed that to me the other day? She called me during, when was it? She called me Thursday. She called me Thursday and she goes, Hi, Mika, I was just calling to see how you were doing, to let you know that the dogs don't have food anymore. Kind of like a hint, when are you coming? Mm-hmm. You know? And then and then she's like, and I forgot what else I was going to tell you. And I said, that you need flowers, that your flowers ran out. And she's like, she started to crack up and she goes, Yes, she's like, but I know you. I know I don't need to tell you. You always bring me my flowers. So basically, she's telling me in her words, she misses me and she loves what I do, mm-hmm. and she loves me mm-hmm. whether I do that's it your, your often or not. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 that's hard too. Um, you know, recently I had to put boundaries with my father. You know, he's very playful, so we play around a lot. Mm-hmm. But he was trying to play around with my kid. Mm-hmm. My kid is not me. So it's my like, kid takes it as different personality. Exactly. My kid takes it as you're bullying me. Mm-hmm. And when I told him, don't do that, I wasn't even rude. I just said, don't do that. And this is not up for discussion. Just don't do that again. He stopped talking to me till this day. He won't talk to me. It's been he's like hurt. two weeks. Yeah. He's super hurt. And my mom, you know, right away texted me like, forgive your dad. It wasn't his, it wasn't, he wasn't trying to be a bully. And I'm like, I have nothing to forgive. I'm not mad at him that my kid doesn't want want mm-hmm. to be talked to that way. Right. And 
I felt bad probably for like three days. And afterwards I was like, no, it's okay for my son to have his own voice. Like, I'm not going to tell my son to suck it up. Yeah. If he's not used to him talking to him that way. You know, I'm pretty guilty of that, of, you know, like when they say, for example, if it would have been my kid, I think I would have felt bad by telling my dad, stop, don't do that to him. But that's the problem. You know what I mean? I should be okay with ha- letting my son have his own voice as far as that. And that's a work in that progress. Yeah. One of the things that we need to remember is that when you have, like, say you have children, right? Say you have children, and because you love them, you set boundaries, right? right. You don't touch the stove because it's going to be hot. You're, you have to do that because they don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Because they, they haven't learned that yet. It is no different when we do that with our parents and with people that are older than us or friends. When you set a boundary, it's not you being selfish or rude or mean. It is you showing them how to navigate because they don't know how to. Right. Right? It's not a bad thing. We're just teaching them, hey, this is how you respect me. This is how we operate in this in this situation and it's but we always feel so bad for setting a boundary, right? There's this guilt associated with it. Mm -hmm. But you're not being mean. You're just educating you're right. just sharing you're, you're saying what your limits are and you're allowed to have limits i like you're i like that point of view like right exactly and then i'm also guilty mm-hmm. about like let's say we go to a party like a family party i'm like ve saluda todos you know go say hello to everybody what if he does mm-hmm. he's not a hugger what if my son's not a hugger but yeah just because they're my family go say hi you know yeah <laughs> and and it only comes to show like she said having those uncomfortable situations situations and you grow and boundaries exactly but it's teaching them I love that I yes. love love that Jenna because you're yeah. teaching them how to do it because they don't know how to do it for and themselves and I'm proud that you did that too Twincy because at the same time it's like it shows that you're setting boundaries it doesn't matter if it's a relative yeah and doing the hard parents. work exactly and doing the uncomfortable yeah. thing mm-hmm. yeah because so I miss my dad because he he used to tell me every morning like mija como amaneciste como amaneciste mija and he hasn't texted me in two weeks because he's just hurt you know he didn't probably didn't expect it from you he didn't because so i've never done that before yeah. i always just kind of like hey whatever but i'm like mm, this is not me it's like my we son need to be, yeah and just like we need to be loved through our growth and be loved through our um direction our parents do too right so then maybe you just need to send like that like hey you know like it's okay like like you said like i'm not mad I still love you, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes they need reassurance in that right. because they're not used to us standing up or being assertive, especially yeah. our parents, right? They're just, they're not used to it. And we just need to educate and guide with love. Mm-hmm. You are, you get to, you get the honor to be an example to the person who raised you. Right. That's, that's a privilege. Yeah. And I think it's reframing. It's reframing our narrative. It's reframing how we approach things. It's not because we will begin to believe that inner voice like, oh, you were so rude to your dad. You were so mean. You're being so selfish. Yes. Right. That's yes. not what's happening. You have to stop and reframe like, no, I no, get to wasn't. Yeah. educate my father. I get mm-hmm. to show him a new way to love. And, and that's beautiful. And then it's not just that, but it's yeah. also you're teaching your son too yeah. to be to learn mm-hmm. how to use his voice. And then he's a teenager mm-hmm. already. To where like, hey, my mom stood up for me this time. And then next time that he's not with you, guess what? That's going to teach him to stand up for himself. And that's that was my main point because I carry so much guilt, so much embarrassment, so much trauma. 
I don't ever want my son to feel that way. I know that I can't help him from ever being sad because, you know, we all go through things, but I don't want to be the cause of it. Like I want the, like Jenna said, I want the generational curses to stop with me. I don't want him carrying that around. I think that's, that's why we're here. Yeah. (laughs) Because I am also trying to break. (laughs) Exactly. I'm trying to break that same thing with my child. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, Jenna. And so right now I know that, you know, you're kind of in a spot where you're moving, you're moving out of your childhood home. How have you handled mm-hmm. that move and that change? I'm sure that's it a pretty big change. Been, yeah, it's been such a surreal experience. And I think that right now I I have grown so much from the woman I used to be and I've kind of hit this like my max. And, and now there's this whole new chapter of growth that I need to I need to put in, right? Mm-hmm. And so this, this moving out of my childhood home is gonna take more than the growth I've accomplished so far. So I'm I'm kind of feeling this out as it comes mm-hmm. and preparing for this new season of kind of weird and uncomfortable and allowing myself to know that that's okay because leaving this house like I'm going into a little studio, so there's half of my brain that with the negative side of it, it's like you're just you're gonna be 35 and you're just moving into a studio, like you know, right? Like hold on, hold on, hold on, pause, pause, Jenna, you're 35. I'm gonna be 35 in October. Okay, there's no way, girl. Oh my god, I'm th- I just turned 35 in April. You, I I thought you were like in your 20s, girl. No, I wish I knew this stuff in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> and then pause again. That's everybody's first start, a studio. Yeah. Don't ever feel bad. I yeah. moved into a little, they call it a, a junior one bedroom, but <laughs> oh, it was a, it was it was a, a studio. A, yeah. But I mean, it, just because it was separate, there was a wall separating the bedroom and the bathroom. But I mean, still, it was a junior. When I say junior, it was junior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Baby junior. Yeah. yeah. But wow, Jenna. Oh, my God, girl. You look you so amazing much. for you 35. So much oh, thank too. you. Thank yes. you. Uh, girl, yeah, I'm 35 so- and I'm a hot mess. I wish I was where you were. You guys stop it. That. I'm like going to be 37 and I'm a no hot mess. No more. Yeah. No more. No more. Just <laughs> Just hot. We're gonna take the mess out of the the phrase, okay? We're, right. just, We're just hot in our thirties and hot. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. No. But to for for moving out, it it is because I could absolutely still stay in my childhood home. Right. I, I could. Right. My my grandfather is so happy with me being there. Right. And <laughs> well, I'm that's... saving. I pay like I pay family rent. Right. And I, yeah. I, but I pay a lot. I pay a little bit of financial family rent, but I pay a lot of emotional rent. Okay, right. so let me tell there you. There you go. Um, another question oh. I have for you. So I, Sorry, uh-huh. I had another question. How do you feel, uh, or how do, you, how does your grandpa and your brothers feel about you leaving, or how do you feel um, about leaving? They them? were. Those are two different answers. They feel. Um, <laughs> they feel surprised. Honestly, I think that they're surprised that I pulled the trigger, mm-hmm. right? Um, I didn't, honestly, I didn't even know I was going to pull the trigger on it. I, I just said enough, right? Mm-hmm. Like I had been thinking about it for a while and I kept making all of these excuses to why I couldn't leave. Mm-hmm. But really at the end of the day, it was because I was scared. 
it was because I was scared, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? It was because I didn't know how to choose myself. My family will survive. They will, right? <laughs> yeah. My grandfather will adjust. My brothers will have to step up and come in and help them. Yes. You have the to grandpa sometimes make more, that right? move. It'll, you just, ha- and it was, I really just one day I was like, I'm going to look for apartments. Like it just, I just, it came, and I'm an impulsive person for the most part. Like once I get an idea in my head, like whether that's cutting my hair or whatever, I'm like, I got to do it this week. Right? Like, oh my <laughs> it God. Suddenly. Are you sure and you're I not an April baby? She's a go-getter. <laughs> yeah, I, I have, it has to, because if I don't ask when it comes, I'm, yeah. I won't. Yeah, because so then I, I we start overthinking. Like yeah, we start mm-hmm. overthinking yeah, about the it. Overthinking is what gets to me. Yeah, and all of all of my success or all of my accomplishments have come because of that. Because of just saying yes, right? Like even this, even to get here on this podcast, is because I said yes. I'm just going to put myself out there as well and just go to and see what happens. You know, I'm just going to do this TikTok and I'm just going to right and it. Yes. And I just say like. Do it scared. Do it now before you change your mind, and then look at what it what it's, it's like, brought. Screw it. Let's yes. do it. I know. I'm very <laughs> yeah, happy. I mean, go. I hope I hope you like me as much as I like you, Jenna, because I want to be friends yes, with you forever, no. girl. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me too. And that's the thing, like, and and that alone, like that alone, like this whole morning, my home. It's just I can't, like, I don't. Sometimes, like, right now, I'm on a high, right, and and that's a part mm. of your journey is these highs and these lows. Mm-hmm. And this this morning, I got up at seven. I did another podcast recording from eight and nine. I jumped on my holistic homegirls hang from you know 9 30 to 10 30 and now i'm here with you ladies and i this is my life what what <laughs> like this is my life is spending my saturday morning with amazing women like at one point i was crying in my room wishing and hoping for you women Aww. wishing and hoping we... that there were people out there like me and that i wasn't alone that wasn't weird in this mission same here. Same and here. now I have people saying like I believe in what you're doing yes. and I get not only do, do people get to support me I get to support other women that are doing this work that I'm so passionate about like what yes what? yes what we've, we've been needing a Jenna Gonzalez yes I feel like <laughs> yes. like I said everything happens for a reason and everything's put in your path like at the right time mm-hmm. no matter if we well, want something it. so yeah. if you want something so bad Sometimes it could be in front of you and you won't even see it until yeah. you're ready Y'all to see said, it. Said, you guys were four years in the making for me, right? Like I, I graduated four years ago and, and ever since getting my certification for a wellness coach, I was like, okay, well, I'm ready. Where's my community? I'm ready. You know, and <laughs> for three years, it was quiet, right? Like I yeah. even went without clients for a very long time. And now, you know, we're mid-year. I have two clients, which is a huge accomplishment for me. And That's if we're great. in a workshop, we have a virtual group. Like it's, it's great, and I keep and you have. We have to remember to measure our success by our standard, right? Like this is what I wanted, and here we are, and it's beautiful. But there are days where I like start to compare, like, oh my, my Instagram account, like my Instagram following, compared to another wellness coach, and it's peanuts. But it's not. But no. two thousand plus people, it's two thousand plus women saying I'm showing up for myself, and mm-hmm. that's powerful. That's very powerful. Very powerful. I I, I think. You know, I've tried to made it make it a thing during the first season. I was talking a lot about like self-love and like the five major steps mm-hmm. to fi- to self-love. One of them is being aware, right? Aware and always have an awareness in your mind, because I think when you're aware of your surroundings and what's happening, um, you know, you're a little bit more present. So you're able to make 
oh, why did I just make that decision? Or why am I doing this? Or, you know, you kind of wake up from a dream. Um, Mm -hmm. And with that comes, you know, knowing when a negative thought is coming. And I've, I've been there where I'm like, we haven't even hit a hundred followers on Instagram. And I'm like, you know what? It's not about followers. It's about the women mm-hmm. that do reach out and that tell me, oh my God, I love this episode. Mm-hmm. Or It's about who you've reached. Exactly. It's about who yeah. you have and made I think an impact in your life. Yes. When, when, you know, you guys ask like, okay, because a few people, I think this will be the third podcast for the year for uh, not your average wellness, which is insane. But I, the first coming. thing I do mm-hmm. is like, yeah, is to go look at how many people, like I go look at the following, or I go look at how many people heard a pre-recorded uh, podcast just so that I know what I'm up against, you know, and they've been, like you said, smaller numbers. And then I'm like, then, then you kind of like, well, maybe I'm not that important because it's, you know, it's small. But even if nobody listened to this podcast, just meeting you women is enough. Oh, you're great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because and we so, are privileged to meet you but, too, and to fi- to have you here. But this is like you said, this is the ground floor for all of us. Mm-hmm. All of us, like with me as a wellness coach and me building my community, and you guys doing this podcast, and the women that are going to listen, the women that you are going to touch by making this platform available to allow women like myself to speak. You guys are going to change people's lives because you're allowing them to know that we're in this together. Yeah. And that could only be done through you. And yes. through this podcast, and right. see, sometimes so, like, I feel like I should, I should change the slogan on embracing my markings because the slogan is em- embrace the way yesa. But maybe I should put it like you're not alone. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no estás sola. And, and you know, not just that, but I feel like in the Latino community, like it's more needed because of the way mm-hmm. we were raised, because of the mm-hmm. childhood traumas, mm-hmm. and because. Uh, it's so hard to talk about it because obviously from the sounds of it it's been a very common you know topic to where like oh I don't want to do this because of our parents or because of our Mm -hmm. family what are they going to think they're going to shun us or what is it called shun or shun shun Shun. there we go I'm, I'm having a little brain fart too. Yeah, Sean, so if we talk about this, like how mm-hmm. dare we, you know what I mean? Well, and not only that, but I feel like when I first started my, the how I ended up here, Jenna, um, is I, I was raised basically always in the hospital because I have chronic pancreatitis or I've been battling with chronic pancreatitis since I was two. And then at age 32, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, but I've always carried the sense. So when you were mentioning, you know, that you didn't feel like you belonged anywhere, um, it was almost like even more for me in a sense, I'm not taking away from you, but not only did I not belong in my family, but I didn't belong in society. But then I wasn't sick enough to hang out with the sick kids. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I just yeah. never felt yeah, like, like where, where, what group is my group? Yes, I felt yeah. alone and depressed for so long. And when I started sharing my journey, my family freaked out. And I had to take mm-hmm. down my YouTube. because of the pressure that I felt of you know them saying why are you sharing you know those traumas in the hospital why are you sharing your pain why are you sharing this other people could be going through the same thing 
Well, they didn't get that. Yeah, yeah. and that's a, and that's a cultural trauma. Right? Yes. That's a cultural trauma. We're we're brought up to say, don't say what happens out in this house outside of this house. Exactly. Like, don't go telling people our problems. Right? Like you're stronger, you're better than that. And not but just it's that. not that needs to be changed because it's it's not serving our people exactly Mm -hmm. and then i found myself in the spot where i started losing friends as well Mm -hmm. like your growth will make people uncomfortable because it reminds them that they're not growing exactly yes because i had friends tell me like nobody's gonna care about your story like i had literally i had a friend yeah i was gonna say those those aren't aren't friends friends. yeah you know those aren't friends Mm-hmm. Friends are somebody that are there for you in the good, in the bad, in the ugly. Even if they don't get it, like if you if you have someone in your life, if no matter how silly the thing is that makes you happy, that makes you passionate, they don't have to understand it. Mm-hmm. They just they should take joy that you found joy and that you're happy, regardless. Exactly, yeah. that you're happy. And we're you know what I mean. It and you friends, can collect pebbles. If that's what you want to do, then girl, oh, here's a pebble. I don't understand why you eat it, but here it makes you happy. Exactly. You know what I mean? I love I'm gonna that. Go I love that. Rocks, girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever it is that you eat as your friend, you like shiny things. Cool. I'm gonna go find you some shiny things. I'm about to make start building. I'm about to start building a, a rock. Have you seen those people when they put a bigger yeah. rock in the bottom? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're gonna start doing that in your yard. <laughs> but yes. But and, and, but it, it's been so hard for me again to get out of that space and finally now I see it with the podcast you know where I'm starting mm-hmm. to find strangers a little bit more genuine than the people that are around me and that, that I happen. considered my you know I already have a small circle but I realized I was just talking to myself <laughs> someone had told me my I think it was probably my therapist my therapist had told me that and this is not a concept I was ever familiar with. I was familiar with outgrowing friendships, right? I didn't even like that concept, but I was familiar with it. Mm-hmm. You can outgrow your family, mm-hmm. which was, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. What? Right? And it doesn't mean that you don't love them. It just means that, like, there's some things that they're not going to understand and that you get, you have, we get the opportunity to build our families and build our communities, which I never thought was possible. You know, and, and it's a beautiful the thing. women in my group, they're my family. I they're was gonna say family. that we like, create, like a, we create they, our yeah, own family. We, and there's beauty in that and there's no and it's not it doesn't take away from our current friendships, it doesn't take away from our family. It's just it's a way of self respect, the way of self healing is to be able to provide yourself those things that you're missing and there's no shame in that. Yeah. You know how I grew as a person, as a friend? Before I used to get jealous like a friend jealousy type of thing oh they're they're hanging out more than me what's going on what doesn't she call me i didn't get invited to that Mm -hmm. then i learned every friendship is different every Mm -hmm. friendship Mm -hmm. every person is in your life for a reason or whether it's to learn a lesson and it grows apart whether it's to grow up as a person rather it's isn't that funny how can we we do expect everything from one person, right? right? And that's that's a misconception. Mm-hmm. You may have like your movie friend, like this is my friend that I talk movies with. Exactly. This is my friend that I talk about healing with. This is, you know what I mean? And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We think that like we have they have to fit everything, and that's what I want to do is to remove the labels, remove the boxes in, mm-hmm. in everything, right? Because for me, like we talked about earlier, is like not feeling like in like you fit in. 
But that's because I kept measuring myself up to what I thought a Latina should be, what a woman should be, right? And I've always been kind of tomboyish. I've always been, you know what I mean? Like, I yes. never fit. But what I want to do is to be able to let women of our culture know there's no defined standard. We get to make a standard. We get to be a representation of a different kind of Latina, mm-hmm. of a different kind of healing. And that's beautiful. And we need more of that. We need more of that. And as a wellness coach, my, my I specialize in women of color because our experience is different. Yes. You know, I've yes. been to therapy and I've been with wellness coaches that were Caucasian and they just don't they just don't know. They mean well, they're well educated, right? They're empathetic. But when you say like, oh I got chased with a chunk cloud, they're like, what? Yeah. Like, they're like, your child abuse? Abusive. And then no. you know what I mean? Yes, that your your CBS. parents are abusive, right? And not not that that's not true. Not that that's not true. But then you get kind of that like almost shamed or you feel like they feel sorry for you and then mm-hmm. it makes us it makes us clam up and right. that defeats the purpose of going to therapy yes. so for me when you tell me I got chased with a tongue I'm like yeah girl same <laughs> hangers have you got hangers yeah. you know what I mean like el cable el, el, el cable yes yes a spoon you know what I mean like yeah. whatever we know like and I, I used to have all the shame like I said you know being the the drug dealer house or you know having <laughs> abused or whatever in my family my upbringing there was so much shame about it when but it that, makes that was great. me a better coach yeah. it makes me a better wellness coach it makes me be able to provide something to my gente that they can't get from anybody else who didn't grow up the way I did exactly I in, that, in that way it's an honor and in that know, way it's an honor and you know I laugh when we laugh now and we say la chancla el cable and everything mm-hmm. and, and everybody that's Mexican or Hispanic or that's grown up with a culture that there's beatings and stuff yes we've mm-hmm. all gotten them yes we all and then people are like oh you got abused you got physically abused I got physically abused too it's kind of like nothing right mm-hmm. but then everybody experienced it differently, differently. Mm-hmm. As, par- as part as mm-hmm. uh, your feelings But we don't speak about it. Exactly. We don't speak about it. And I'm saying that because I was talking about the podcast to somebody and I was telling him, yeah, I was physically abused when I was little. He's like, oh, yeah, me too. La chancla all the time. Mm -hmm. But it's not Mm -hmm. that. It's the fact of what we went through and how we grew up with it, how it affected us. Yeah, personal. Personal. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, And yeah, emotional abuse is abuse. And I think that in our culture, we don't recognize emotional abuse as a valid as a valid scar, as a valid wound, right? right? Exactly. Because we, we we pride ourselves on being resilient people, being tough people. So, like, if you say you hurt my feelings, you you look like a little sissy, right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Toughen up. So, you, so we don't talk about the emotional wounds because we have to. We pride ourselves in being such strong people, but I think that that works against us a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not being vocal about your wounds, you can't heal them. And so you're walking around just broken. And And, and that's how I feel. Yeah, that's how I feel about my family. Like anytime that I try to bring, you know, something up to my mom, I can't tell her like, you made me feel this way. Because then she'll be like, que exagerada eres. Mm -hmm. Like, ay, tuviste tan mala niñez. You know, like I was such a bad mother. And it's like, Mm -hmm. she takes it personal instead of saying like, Mm -hmm. instead of validating my feelings. But I just realized that. She never got her feelings validized. No. Validate, yeah. validated. She can't, she can't give you what she didn't learn. Exactly. She can't give you what she didn't know. And that's why what you're doing is so powerful. Yeah. Because it's, this is the thing. 
we're we may be misunderstood by our families, but this is where that it runs in my family stop mm-hmm. with us. Yes, yeah. with well us, said. By well said. by us making ourselves the oddball or the the well, it's the it's the black sheep that's doing the right thing usually, right? <laughs> yes, you know. And so I'm like, fine, I'll be it. I'll I'll be the black sheep so that my brothers and their children can have a different upbringing. Mm-hmm. a different life I'll take the heat for it and it's okay yes. I'll take one for like, the I team I feel like that was that I'll take one for the team yeah. yeah exactly and and I honor my parents for doing the best that they could with what they had but I know better so I gotta do better yes. you know what I know I, better, better, better I feel like coming just like from everywhere different cultures like because we all migrated here to, mm-hmm. to the United States. Like, I mean, our parents, at least, or grandparents, or... Yes, yes. On and on. But I feel like we... That's why we learned to be so hardworking. And so, you know, because our parents said, you know how hard it was to get here and to create mm-hmm. a life? And I think that that's why we learned to be tough, hardworking, and... Mm-hmm we get looked at differently in a sense yes and you know with with all that we just said you know jenna at the end of the day you are a wellness coach and you share so much knowledge and you know your story you share so much of you on social media and through your website but i also want to let people know our listeners know what you also offer because I know, you know, like I said, you offer coaching. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like, what do they get or yeah. what, what can they look forward to with that? Yeah, so with my wellness coaching um, for my clients, I do, if you're local, I, I could meet up and we can do an in-person session. Most people like to do it from the comfort of their homes, like via phone calls or like a Zoom I just provide one-on-one coaching for people to allow them to have a safe place to be able to give back to themselves because most of most of my clients are women of color that are constantly giving to the people in their lives and they don't have a place where they can stop and be heard and I, I provide that for them as well as helping them kind of reframe their story like we talked about in this on this call is like learning how to look at things in a new way in a healthy way to encourage them to continue this path of healing and to remind them the outcome is not just for them but for their kids for their you know families for their communities the work that we're doing for ourselves really does outpour into everything else and so um, I give what I call homework we do we'll do exercises together Um, it really each each program is specifically modified for my client. So if they want to do art therapy, we can do that. If they want to do movement, we can do that. If they just want to talk, I really customize it to them. Because for me, if you're willing to do the work, then I want to do it in a way that's going to serve you. Some people want to talk. Some people want to do an activity. You know, So I provide that to them as well as um, notes. After each session, I provide kind of like a recap of the things that we covered and um, homework, worksheets, journal prompts, all of that stuff, right? Like that's what I provide with my coaching. Um, and I do, you know, three-month programs, six-month programs. I do one-off calls because sometimes you just need that emergency call, right? Like yes. that SOS, like just, yes. you know, so, and I do half-hour, hour programs, you know, hour calls and stuff like that. But and really, and... 
And, and it, I, sorry, I sorry, work off. sorry. And I was no, gonna—I just want to mention—it's very affordable, very affordable. Yes, and there's a reason for that, though, because I—I I know my gente, mm. right? When I when we can't, and that stops us so much of the time. So much yes. of the time, we say, "Oh, I can't afford it," right? Because to me, wellness was a privilege for white people. Yeah, and then that's why we don't work for on, white people. That's why we don't work on for white people. That's why we don't do it. Yeah, yeah because, because we it's say, too oh, expensive. Or it's we feel expensive. like I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to remove I want to remove that that excuse, right? Yes. And because that, even, that is even because I went to school, right? I went to school for this and they give they they teach us how to to um, market ourselves. They teach us how to charge. Mm-hmm. And I even got a wellness my own wellness coach and she was like working with me and I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, what I want. She's like, you can't charge that, Jenna. She's like, you can't. Your work, what you do is so valuable. You need to, and I'm like, I understand, but the people I, the people I care about, this is what they can do. Yeah. So I, I'm breaking, that's why, that's why it's not your average girlfriend because I'm breaking all the rules. <laughs> that's yeah. But I, I love it. I love it. And that's why I want to let listeners know, like, don't be afraid to go to and check out. out her. Yeah. Yeah. To And you can go into her website. As I mentioned, I'll leave it in the description box to this episode. Um, go check out the prices. She's very upfront about it. And it's so. And they don't, coaches don't do that, girlfriend. They get yes. you on the phone. They get you to like them. And then they give you sticker shock, right? Because they yes. know I have to get them to like me first. Because mm-hmm. that way, when I give them that big number, they're like, okay, maybe. But yeah. if I if I didn't lose my mom, like because I, when I lost my mom, you know there was an inheritance that happened. That's what I used to put myself to school. And when I got Good a wellness you. coach, because I tried therapy, I tried therapy with you know the average older Caucasian lady, and I just it didn't feel like home. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel right. So I'm like, okay, let me try this wellness coaching. Like, let me try a wellness coach because they're like, you know, they they're more hip. But they're usually yes. more young, you know? <laughs> and so um, I did, I couldn't find one. I couldn't find a woman of color. I couldn't find a Latina for to save my life. I ended up finding a woman who's Filipina. I'm like, close enough. She's a brown. You know yes, what I mean? yes. <laughs> and I was like, that works. You know, we do have similar cultures. The background very said, similar. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're abused. Very similar. Very, very similar. And so I ended up working with her. But again, had I not lost my mother, I would not have been able to afford her. I yes. feel like, like, like she was a couple of grand. Earlier. I'm not even lying. Like she was a couple of grand. Oh, and the wow. only reason why I was able to do that for like a six month program. Yeah. And wow. she and she's great. She was yeah. amazing. Um, and exactly what I needed at the time. And but you wanna you I wanna be able to reach people more people. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, my women, they can't do this. And had I not had the most devastating loss of my life. I wouldn't be able to do it either. Especially single parents. And I just realized that it's, yeah. Single it's moms. Not, yeah. Like for me. Yeah, it's just not okay. It's for me, it would okay. be hard to look out there and be like, oh, I need a coach. I need a coach, but I can't afford one right now. And, and I think there's really no, I, I also kind of want to touch on this. I don't think we really know what the difference between a coach and therapy is mm-hmm. because it's two very yeah. different things. Yeah. Um, I get I have insurance through my husband and so I went to therapy and the first thing they told me was like this is a one month thing. Mm-hmm. We're not here to fix you. We're just here to like basically give you the medications you need and kind of keep it going. And it was like, and well, a, what like, do I, I do? 
Yeah, I don't knock therapy. I have, I have, I have, I am a wellness coach with a therapist, and I, but I have a Latina therapist. Yes. Right? It's the only, it's the only way it works for me. Mm-hmm. It's because she gets me, she mihas me, right? You know what yes, I mean? Like, yes. I, that's, there's something about it, and because I don't have women, right? Like, I don't have yes. older women in my life. That she feeds me, and that's and that's the kind of service that I want to provide to my clients. But I'm like, we I had some girls in my group saying like I start therapy, I got diagnosed with depression. I was like, round of applause! Like I want that stuff to be celebrated, and I don't yes. care if you do it with me or if you do it with a therapist or you do it through dance or whatever, girlfriends. Just go get help. Like go, well, go do yeah. work, my you know? my whole point of sharing that, you know, again, like you said, I want to reiterate that I I'm not trying to knock therapy, but. It's very different. And in my opinion, you get more out of a wellness coach than you would in therapy. Like there's certain things in therapy. You get a relationship with a wellness coach. Yes. You get a relationship. And and there's mm-hmm. just. These, my, co- my clients are my girls. Yes. They're my girls. Like I'm rooting for them as individuals. It's more personable. That's how I feel. It's definitely more personable. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and like. But. Sorry, and and you know, if you want to choose, if you want to choose therapy, that's fine. I'm not saying don't do it. I, I encourage everybody to go to therapy. Any help is help. Any help is help. Yeah. But yeah, here we have a Latina that comes. Your story sounds like a lot of stories that I know, and we can connect with you and it's more personable it's accessible affordable like it's more like she has been there she knows you know she she can relate and that's why and that's and and because like yes yeah i'm not gonna lie y'all like i want to do this full time i want this to be my main source of income right like Mm -hmm. i feel unapologetic about wanting to make a difference and make an income right this is my passion this mm-hmm. is honestly the work i feel called to do um but i know that like not everybody is there like you said like my single moms like my people that are just trying to figure it out that's why we have the virtual community which is free Girl, right like I'm i about to be contacting encourage you. people yes. right i encourage people to, i love when people dm me i love when people reach out i love when people comment um yes. i really want the community but yes like i'm i also am and i i've noticed because what i when i learned as a, a latina small business owner is that when you start talking about pricing even my even my my more affordable pricing you'll lose people mm-hmm. you know people get people don't want to hear about your business they just want to hear about what you can give them and again that that goes back to then i would play like oh maybe i should never talk about my business because i'm not it's the service i could provide that makes me lovable but the free service right but that's not how it no, works right no. like i think very i take a lot of pride and i tell people now like i joke and say like y'all get in now like get in because this is the ground floor right like this, mm-hmm. i'm at some point i probably will raise my prices right yeah. at Especially some point we gotta live but right you now got, you gotta yeah, live like, girl now, y'all yeah you gotta make now, a right? <laughs> yeah so i was like this is this is I I keep reminding myself that like and it's even still like what you're saying like oh you should go check her out I'm like oh it's great like, no no you need to like I said I really hope Jenna and I'm telling you this from the bottom of my heart I wish you nothing but success yes because what you provide I know like you said you you don't feel like well people are not going to pay for it but 
people spend their money so stupidly. If you can go and give your money to Starbucks, if you can go and mm-hmm. give your money to we're Michael Kors. $50 at the bar, no problem. Exactly. Right? We're doing self medicating at the bar, dropping 50 bucks, going exactly. out with our girlfriends. Right? That'll give you a session. Right? Yes. That'll give you a session. Exactly. It's a little bit more healthy than your tragos. And Say it, girl. Say it. And not just that, but also, um, I, I feel like how we said earlier sometimes money is an excuse like oh sorry i can't afford it mm-hmm. it's an excuse if you really want mm-hmm. to do something guess what you're gonna do anything and everything to do that thing mm-hmm. and I, I think like even I said, on my website I've, it says like if even at these pricing are not are still if you really want to reach out to me if you reach really out want, to me because if you really if you guys really want to do the work i want to be there exactly because i see a lot of tiktoks of you women and Maybe you're one of them, you know, going and getting lipo and BBLs and doing all that. But girlfriend, that's not going to change how you feel. Exactly. Feel about you. Oh great. my God! Yeah. Like, Preach it and be unhappy. Yes. You'll look good while you're still unhappy. Exactly. Exactly. Because, girl, even I kind of because my cousins. I have a few cousins. I'm not going to say no names, but I have a few cousins. <laughs> Acaban de ir a Tijuana to go, you know, get their BBLs and their liposuction and all this stuff. And they spend a pretty penny on it. But guess what? They're still eating tacos and they're in miserable relationships and they're not happy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, girl, you spend all that money for what? When you can be spending it spending, on something. We're spending money on a temporary fix. Exactly. Right, opposed to spending money to invest in our futures. Exactly. You're putting a band-aid over it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and this is coming from a girl who, who band-aided all day. You know what I mean? Like, I was like a Dalmatian with band-aids, right? Like, I, I used to, I have even, like, I because I'm a wellness coach that had a DUI, right? Like, I was self-medicating with whiskey. Like, I still love my whiskey. I'm not going to lie. Say it, no. <laughs> but I know how to drink. I know how to use that reasonably where it's, before I was just using it to like because you feel better when you're drinking right like I'm not thinking about my problems I'm not worried about things all of a sudden I feel really hot right like I don't know about y'all but when I drink I think I'm like J-Lo um, <laughs> I even think I speak more Spanish, right like I do my like Latina comes out when I'm drinking I'm like I'm using Spanish words probably inappropriately but with so much confidence you know um, <laughs> I think we all but, do that we're all guilty of that right yes yeah, yeah but but I know better now, right? Like I know better now. I know I know how to navigate myself, and that came with time, and it came with sacrifice. And like we said before, if there's a cost, mm-hmm. there is a cost to growth. There is a cost to the woman that you want to become, whether that's financial, whether that's your time, whether that's your friendships, whether that's maybe some of your family relationships. It costs, and that's also the part of the journey. That's what I share on my social media. That's what I share on my TikTok. Is the ugly part of the beauty of, of healing please because we always hear about the end result and i'm like no nah, y'all it's messy it's messy yes. but it's so worth it it's so so worth it please share your your social media handles jenna yes yes yeah, so my tiktok and my instagram both are under nya underscore wellness uh-huh. and i always get people who are like oh Naya and I'm like oh that's a beautiful name but not my name uh, <laughs> NYA is for is for not your average um, yes and, yeah. and that just represents the community right yeah and I'm like oh Naya it's a nice name though it is um, beautiful but yeah maybe you should name your daughter that <laughs> yeah I should 
Um, They're like, Mom, where do I get my name from? I'm like, oh, Mommy's business. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Did you have something, Quincy? No. No, no, no. Um, but, you know, I hope that we can have you in the future again, Jenna. This has been such Absolutely. an I'm, amazing we gotta do something. Combo. I got to make my way to San Diego. Yes. 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 Come down here. We would love to have you here. We've already yes. met one of our guests um, that we've had in the podcast in the past. And we had a blast amazing time and we're actually seeing her tomorrow again yeah, so we're gonna spending. barbecue with her yeah we're gonna <laughs> spend some time together again. oh yeah you guys are stuck with me now yes you guys are stuck with me now yes we're here supporting each other you know helping each other grow because that's yes, what it's all damn. about yes and people please invest in yourself this is the the best um como se dice? investment that yes. you can make on yourself i mean if you automatically um spend money on coffee every day why don't you just make coffee at home and save those five bucks mm -hmm. put them aside if that's the issue if you really mm -hmm. want to work on yourself really put work in yourself anything you is yeah. possible because you won't make any change unless you do it unless you put yourself out there mm -hmm. Yeah, how do you say jump off the cliff? Yeah, yes. exactly. Jump off the cliff. Do it scared. <laughs> yes. Do it scared. Yes. Hi, yes. Jenna. Well, we really appreciate you being on here with us. I know we took up a little bit more of your time than what we than what oh, we meant. I loved it. But we we love you. Um, I will continue to support you, girl, and I wish you nothing but success. Thank yes, thank you for doing the work that you do, ladies. Like it, it's encouraging to me as a small business owner, as a wellness coach, and like you guys hyped me. I feel like I could go conquer the world now. Like yes, you guys go for it, girl. Good. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you, and thank you to the women that are listening to this podcast to take. I mean, even just listening, like they're already doing the work, yeah, right? Exactly. By choosing to show up and spend this time with us to hear our story and to be here with us like I honor the listeners and, and just thank you yes oh my goodness well what a way to end se yes. season three all about women empowerment this season and I just we're honored by your presence Jenna and we look forward to having you in the future yes and yes, I can, I can honestly you. say I will be reaching out to you <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. I need to buy one of your packets, girl. Cause Me too. I need it too. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, girl. Well, we'll let you go. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And once again, thank you so much. Thank of you. Course. You too, BC. Bye. 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 Ugh, She's she great. She's great. Oh my god. I I just you know I'm so grateful for this season. We've had such amazing guests. Yes. But what a way to close it, Twinsy. Yeah, it was the best way to close it. Right? Yes. It, it was great. Made me shed a few tears over here. Oh, <laughs> I know you got emotional. I got emotional. I was like, I, I, I tried not to look at you after that because I was like, I can't groan because if I start crying, I'm going to start ugly crying. <laughs> I got emotional because I can relate with her so much. And I just got so emotional and I just started bawling. Yeah. And you looked at me and you're like, are you okay? And you're like, yes, I'm fine. Just yeah. keep going. I think everything just kind of sank in, huh? It kind of hit. Yeah. Yes. It kind of was like... <gasps> It's like I had an epiphany or something like, I don't know. It's crazy. It was oh. crazy. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing you. You know, I don't cry. I didn't even cry in our other episode. Not like, even when you were talking about your childhood traumas, girl, <laughs> where I was like, I was in the verge of tears. That's how amazing she is. Yeah, guys. Like I it's and I wasn't crying because I was sad. It was more like 
a wake up call. Yes. Sense. Something light up inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh my it God, girl. But you scared me over here. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> What's going on? What do I do? Yes. <laughs> but thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in. We're excited to go into season four. Um, I don't know what's up in season four. I have to plan for it, hey, but we'll be back is, soon. I'm sure it's going to be great. Yes. And this is the way to close the season three with me with tears <laughs> on our best episode. Like most, you know, like uplifting, I yes. feel. We, we we all had like great uplifting stories. I mean, the whole season. Yeah. But I feel like this one, I don't know, it just like, I don't know. Because she's so relatable. Yes. She's so relatable. Yeah. I mean, I didn't go through the exact same thing as she did or as you did, you know, but I think you, you kind of, um, you connected with her in the sense of your mom. And not just that, but and like the way she's saying about her prices are so affordable and that's when I feel like when you guys were talking about that whole situation there's no excuse there's no I think that's when I started was it I don't, I don't know, know girl I hablo tanto because sometimes I'm like I get caught up in the moment but yeah I mean oh twinsy thank you so much for I I, I can't think of anybody better to do this oh, journey with thank you I'm I, looking I forward I can't think of anybody better than you like mm. for bringing me along I feel like we're both growing together and not yes. just that we're here doing this amazing thing for other people yes. but also for ourselves yeah yeah and exactly that I, you know even if I don't have one listen which you know we do have a few listens mm -hmm. but even if I if we would get no listens you know the the work and the people that we're meeting yes it's amazing it's, it's like helping us yes yeah. Um. so we'll leave it there you guys we will see you soon for season four we will not let as much time pass by as we did between season two and three so we'll see you soon bye bye never ends want to join us by sharing your story or by giving us your opinion on a subject head over to www.embracingmymarkings.com to fill out the form to be a guest we would love to have you on if you would like to remain anonymous that is also a possibility just let us know on the form if you just want to follow us for daily inspiration you can find us on tiktok at embracing my markings for news and updates you can find us on instagram also at Embracing My Markings. We'll see you there.